Hey guys, I'm Mina. Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. And welcome back to Through Through the the Cracks. Happy belated Thanksgiving since we did not record the week of Thanksgiving. I hope that... She was at the beach. Yeah, I went to the beach with my family. It was fantastic. We got to have all of my siblings together, my brother's kids, my dad's side of the family, all of their kids. It was amazing to be able to get the entire family together. So There are three people in my family, including me. Yeah, but y'all at least like ate some good food. Your mom's an amazing cook. That is true. We don't ever make turkey for Thanksgiving. It we frustrates hate me turkey. so much. No, turkey's boring. I, I don't know. Turkey. Everyone in the freaking country is making turkey, and so my mom will make, like, short ribs or, like, Chateaubriand or, like, something, like, really nice and, you know. I feel like I should be offended. I thought you liked my turkey for Friendsgiving. I do like your turkey for Friendsgiving, but I would not cook turkey for my own, like, fancy dinner because I, honestly, I hate turkey unless it's lunch meat, and even that kind of, like, even that kind of turkey is questionable sometimes. Just... See, most people, like, they don't do turkey, they do ham, and I'm not a huge ham fan. I don't like ham. I'm, I don't like it. No. I don't like ham. I think, I don't know. I mean, I think ham's kind of gross. I also grew up, um, with, like, a half-American, half-Arab family, and Muslims don't eat pork. Yeah. So, ham was not a thing. And then even after that, your mom just didn't like Because she, no, because, like, in dissection lab in med school, they, like, dissected pigs and she was like they're disgusting i refuse to put that shit in my body ever and i'm like you know what that makes sense (laughs) i mean you do you i'll never eat a frog thanks to my zoology class sorry a frog you never had frog legs no they're really good but i don't think i can eat i've had gator gator's pretty good gator bites yeah from henry's Yeah. yeah yeah Shout out to Henry. Yeah. Same friend recently told me that I'm too bougie with my food. And I'm like, you know what? I like seasoned food. I like good food. And I will spend the money on good food and cook it because I like good food. I would rather do that than eat shit. I mean, (laughs) like, it. uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up with a family that's very, like, into food and into, like, like, good food, you know, like, very health chefs and, and, yes, very health conscious. Like, my mom always said she'd rather pay the farmer than the doctor mm-hmm. or the farmer than the first pharmaceutical companies <laughs> because the food you eat absolutely does affect your health long term. Like, oh, yeah. and people don't realize that they're like, oh, it's fine. It's just one bag of Takis. It's just one whatever. It's just one hamburger from McDonald's. I'm like, okay, yeah. How many times are you saying that? Yeah. How many times did you say it's just one? Like, when I eat fast food, I literally get nauseous. I cannot, my body will not process it. After, so, um, as many of y'all know, like, I worked at this place called Amen Clinic when I first started reaching out for help with my mental health, and one of the first things they had me do was go on a three-week diet of no sugar, no dairy, no gluten, and it was a super hard diet. I ate the same thing, like, almost every single day because it's what I could find at the store and afford to buy. It's actually and not that expensive to be gluten-free when you do it, like... No, no, no. It was expensive to be gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. Oh, yes, yeah. Like, that yeah. That diet genuinely was kind of expensive. Um, but I found a couple of meals that worked really well, and I did that for those three weeks. And I found a singular place that I could eat out. <laughs> Just the one. Um, and, of course, it was in Dunwoody. Nice. Yep, that's where I was able to eat out. But after I, like, slowly started integrating things, like, 
slowly started integrating sugar and like that was fine could not handle the dairy it's when we found out I had a dairy allergy but like the first time that I had I want to say like french fries from somewhere I felt like absolute garbage yeah yeah I think I had gotten not boneless wings from Zaxby's um oh, I went to Arby's yeah that's what it was I got Arby's fries I regretted that. <laughs> I ate like three of the fries and was driving home and I was like, I'm going to yak. Something is going horribly wrong in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, no. And like people just don't even realize it. But once you've been eating clean for so long, you like can't go back to eating crappy food because your body will not like process it. I have a lot of friends who have gone and like spent summers in Europe or other countries and, and everything where they don't have the same preservatives and pesticides and crap that we put on our food. And they come back here and they can't eat anything because their body's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. No. Like the amount of because it's like they're trying to overproduce um food for the higher quantities and everything and so they put all these chemicals on it to make it grow bigger faster whatever and it's just not good for your body and you don't realize that even consuming it in in small amounts affects your body horribly for so long carrying on through your life you know and it it can cause major problems it can cause you to have a severe gluten intolerance which can cause you to gain a shitload of weight and feel absolutely horrible all of your bones and muscles and joints will literally you'll feel like you're 92 if you're 20 I'm not kidding like I know people who have celiacs or a gluten intolerance that they didn't know they had or developed over time from eating shitty food that then now they like literally feel like they have brittle bones and they're in their 20s yeah that's so sucky and people like literally think I'm crazy when I'm talking about I'm like yeah well I mean I eat all organic food or like I try to be gluten-free like I'm not fully gluten-free but if I have the option and it's like a good one then I'll eat gluten-free yeah so and people think I'm insane they're like okay whatever granola freak I'm like okay first of all I'm probably gonna live to be into my 90s and be able to be physically healthy like my grandparents my grandmother is 75 and she is still like doing construction on houses and she has more energy and and strength than most people our age which blows my freaking mind it's because she's so healthy i was talking on the phone one night and it was like two o'clock in the morning and i was like grandma i'm so sorry like i'm about to like pass out and she's like okay i'm gonna go finish my show and i was like (laughs) are you okay and she was like yeah like just feeling really good like not quite tired yet i really need to wind down before i go to bed and i was like you are on drugs this woman is taking straight cocaine no she's just so healthy and like so energetic and like she gets good sleep when she sleeps and she's like perfected her circadian rhythms and she eats good food and like like it's just i don't know everyone in my family lives to be well into their 90s and still very physical like my great her mother took her driver's license test like because once you get to a certain age you have to take your license test every year she was like 90 something took her driver's test she passed and they were like i mean you you passed and she was like okay that's fine you can keep it i just wanted to prove that i could i'm like (laughs) all right smart ass like i think that's so funny but i love that that's how they are that they're just genuinely healthy because i know so many people who just complain all the time about how they feel horrible and their body feels awful and they feel tired all the time and they don't feel productive and their body aches and they can't do this and they're whatever i'm like okay have you tried eating healthy food 
Yeah. Just curious, because I watched you eat a Big Mac yesterday, and you swear that you eat healthy, but there is not a thing about a Big Mac that's healthy. Yeah. When I was working at the water park over the summer, like, I would have a really healthy breakfast, like, I'd have my protein shake and a granola bar, like, be really healthy, and then every day for lunch, like, I would basically go get fast food. And so, like, my start of the day, I'd be like, we're good, we're doing great, like, yeah, I'm kind of tired, but of course I was, I was working a very physical job starting at 7 a.m., and then I would, like, come back from lunch after eating fast food, and I was like, and now I'm truly exhausted, like, Mm -hmm. all I want to do is lay down and take a nap, like, this... It fuels you for all of 30 seconds. Yeah. Like from the drive There back. are certain foods that give you more energy. That's why if you go to the gym, you know there are certain foods or certain proteins or certain things that you eat in order to have more energy in the gym and be able to be more productive and feel better. Like you can't tell me if you like seriously challenge. If you stop eating junk food for one week straight and then try to eat junk food again, tell me how the first hand exactly how much like that protein yeah. matters it does it really does I just it blows my mind how people like think that I'm insane for eating healthy food you're insane but not for that reason thanks I can help. <laughs> like it's uh, I don't know how we even got onto this topic and we should really have John here for this because he could really tell you like healthy food oh yeah I saw one of the uh, most amazing things from Amen Clinic or maybe it wasn't Amen Clinic it was somebody like they follow i Went down a rabbit For those hole. of you who don't know, the Amen Clinic is one of the country's leading neuroscientists, like, researchers and so on. Like, they're very much a credible source. Yeah, and I highly recommend following Dr. Amen on social he's media. He's amazing. I love that guy. His videos are so funny. I don't know. My favorite, there was one with his wife where they show, like, the snacks that they pack for road trips mm-hmm. to ensure that they don't stop at gas stations and get junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... It was this thing about, like, seasonal foods and resetting your body with only eating foods that are grown in, like, traditionally that season. Mm-hmm. So, like, you only eat fall vegetables in fall. Mm-hmm. And you eat a lot of winter greens in winter instead mm-hmm. of continuing to have things like strawberries that are growing out of season. Because it's, like, disconnecting your body from the way it naturally is used to. Mm-hmm. Which is we eat different foods at different times of the year instead of having the exact same thing year-round. Right. It's absolutely fascinating. It's very interesting, honestly. And, like, just food science and how it affects your brain, how it affects your body is so insane. And people don't realize the difference until they actually try and, like, step out of their comfort zone. And, like, my mom's been gluten-free for three years. Yeah. Or maybe more than that now. Maybe closer to five. I don't know. But, anyways, it's been a really long time. And since then, she's lost, like... 40 pounds and she says that she's never felt so good in her life and Mm -hmm. that her joints don't hurt anymore and she doesn't feel old or anything like that like she genuinely feels like it makes her feel amazing and it just works that way for some people yeah especially because like it's not even the wheat itself that is causing the problem it's the preservative preservatives that they use to grow wheat in excess that your body can't digest because naturally we are not built to digest the chemicals that they are feeding us Mm -hmm. which makes sense i mean i don't know and call me crazy that's fine you don't have to listen to a single thing i said that that's completely your prerogative but i do genuinely um encourage you to look into like at the very least eat organic food like 
Yeah. Eat eat bread that's baked in a bakery daily. Don't not the process. You can crap. stop by the Publix bakery and pick they, up exactly, French bread. Exactly, exactly. Like actually, sourdough bread is not awful for you if you have to eat a kind of bread. Um, and like that's like the best kind of bread they say. I and love pita bread. That's my go-to. I like pita I'll bread. I'll put too. anything on pita I'm or non. So you know, we put pita on everything. Like. <laughs> It's actually really interesting. They say the Middle Eastern and, like, Asian cultures are one of the healthiest in the world, and that's why they live so long and so on. But it's because of their foods. If you look at their foods, they don't eat sugar like we do. They don't eat, like, the crap like we do. Yeah, I love that. She has a Mediterranean cookbook. Like, this is my, for uh, breakfast, it's yeah. not, like, sugary cereal and all that kind of crap. Like Or, like, cinnamon buns and and literally like more sugar than your body should ever intake at one time it's like eggs and hummus and Mm -hmm. you know pita bread with eggs like it's very you know or um like we call it leaven leaven but it's or lebni it's uh yogurt like a sour yogurt and we put that with like everything i don't know what is that salad that you make that i love tabbouleh mm-hmm. it is the most oh, we actually have some in my house it's, oh come on you can come get some anyways <laughs> it's actually considered the most healthy salad in the world because there's no dressing it's so good and i'm a huge dressing person if anybody's seen me devour some ranch <laughs> i hate ranch i love ranch ranch is so gross i prefer homemade ranch like i my family makes it from scratch and so we much made better. it from scratch when i was a waitress and i still hated it understandable it's just not for some people (laughs) it's just not it's okay no but tabbouleh is parsley and tomatoes and um onions and a crap load of lemons so it's like a lemony salad but because it doesn't have um isn't there olive oil in there Mm -mm. no no it's literally just like lemon parsley tomatoes like it's very simple it's very cut and dry and um you put like a ton of lemons in it like a lot like six of them maybe even more depending on how big it is but like i love that they eat such healthy food and that it's so like they don't like especially when you're over there it's very healthy because it's not like they don't use preservatives everything is like yeah it's not it's personal farms right like everything is local pretty much i'll be honest the time that i felt the best um when i was living in Carrollton, there was a farmer's market um, maybe like 10 minutes away from my apartment mm-hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays. And so what I started doing is at the time I was doing HelloFresh, which I absolutely love, not sponsored, but I adore <laughs> and would recommend to anybody. Um, but at the same time for like the one meal that I had to cook that I wasn't paying HelloFresh, I would go and make a vegetarian recipe with whatever was at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Like I'd go in that day, see what was available and then be like, okay, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. They've actually linked um, some mental illness to being fully vegetarian or vegan throughout your life because you need those proteins and, like, the meats and everything like that yes. to, to um, like, Support you, your brain health. yes, but you don't have to eat them consistently, but it's good to have them in moderation. Mm-hmm. Like, too much is not good, but not enough isn't good either, like, yeah. completely cutting it out of your diet. So they say you're, like, a couple days a week a week have some kind of meat in your diet. And yeah. Like a red meat or a chicken or something like that. Um, and then have everything else kind of along with it, um, which I think is really interesting. I don't have the, like, exact research pulled up, but you can definitely look into that. Like, Oh, yeah. Um, when I was 
doing it. I didn't want to be fully vegetarian, but I just felt like I was eating so much like pork and red meat Mm -hmm. and chicken and I just got tired of it that I was like, you know what? With one of my HelloFresh meals, which would last me two to three meals, Mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, this is going to be vegetarian. Yeah. Or I'd get two of those and I would add my own meat, like some kind of fish because I'm very, very picky about my fish. Yeah, me too. I don't, I like raw fish, like sushi. Yep. Sushi is actually really good for you, but also in moderation, like the omega-3s are amazing, but if you eat too much fish, then it can be bad for you. Yeah. I mean, too much of anything is bad for you. Yeah. And you can look at literally any research you want because articles have come out where they're like, red wine will kill you, or red wine is the reason this woman lived to 102. So just be careful of the resources you're using. Yes, and everything should be taken in moderation because, like, they say one glass of red wine is good for your uh, heart. Yeah. Opening, up, opening up your vascular system and so on. So, but it again, one glass yeah. of red wine, not a bottle of red wine every day, like one glass of red wine. Yeah. You know? So, again, all has to be taken in moderation because people are like, oh, red wine keeps the doctor away. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's not necessarily. alcoholism. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've, I've said before that I want to live my life the way my grandmother did, which was, well, is, I don't know if she still does this every night, but for a while, what she would do is every night she would pour herself a small glass of white wine, make popcorn, no butter, and sit down and watch Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. And that's what she did every night before bed. (laughs) And she's still with us. She's still sharp as a tack and ready to go. Like, she's good. That's what I want to do. That's going to be me, I hope. Love that. Yep. Let me just sit down with my book all day, at night, drink my glass of wine, eat some popcorn, watch some Wheel of Fortune, go to bed. Love that. Sounds like the life, really. It does. Um, but anyways, since Thanksgiving just happened, and, you know, it's the season of being grateful, and Christmas, and holidays, and cheer, and joy, and eh, all the things. Mina, did you struggle to say all of that? Like, are you okay? (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm kind of the Grinch. Not because, like, not in a, like, I hate Christmas. Get it out of my face kind of way. Like, I'm not, like, actually, like, mean about it. I just, I just, um, I don't have a big family and we don't really do much for holidays because, like, we, I don't have a big family. Minus the beautiful Christmas tree that her mom picks out every year. my mom is amazing at picking out a Christmas tree, like, (laughs) Always unnecessarily large. Oh, but, for sure. You know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I've just never really cared that much about holidays. And I know I'm going to, like, people are going to be like, what is wrong with you? Like, you are the Grinch. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the Grinch. She I lets just... me decorate. She lets me play one Christmas song when we're in the car together. Yeah. I mean, I like Christmas music. I'll listen to Christmas music and, like, I'll be festive and wear the matching pajamas if I must. Yes! Like, I, if, you know, but I'm not going to do it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it for other people. I'm not going to do it on my own. I am, I am all in on Christmas. Holidays are my favorite. As you guys know, I have a big family to where, like, literally my entire life, Christmas was not Christmas with, like, myself, my parents, my siblings, Up until I was 13, we did Christmas every year with my grandmother, my dad, my uncle, my cousins, my siblings, you know, everybody was there. 
And then we would go to the next house to have another Basically, big Christmas. Basically, if you've seen the movie Home Alone, it's like the McAllisters. Like, they yeah, literally actually, just had yeah. everybody there. Thankfully, I have never been left home alone in that situation. <laughs> um, they did not leave me in an airport or at the house on accident. So, we're doing well. But one of the things we really want to talk about is being grateful, but also, like, we understand that holidays are a really hard time for a lot of people. It can bring up a lot of mixed feelings of loss. I know Christmas reminds me a lot of my grandfather, who we lost many years ago, but it's always, like, the biggest reminder of him. Mm-hmm. And so I know for a lot of people it can be a difficult time, either because of loss or because maybe you don't really have family or due to COVID and everything, you might not be able to see them. Like, there's there's so many reasons. So we want to talk about being grateful, but also it's okay to have mixed feelings about Christmas or really be against it. Like whatever it is that you're going through. Like don't get down on anyone else's joy, mm-hmm. but it's okay to feel feelings about holidays and Christmas and so on and not be, you know, super festive about it or be super into it. That's okay because I'm sure you have your reasons and, they're valid. Absolutely. So, I know that for myself, like, Thanksgiving is really the time where I take a seat and I'm so thankful because we were able to get together with my, like, a large majority of my family this year. Um, And, like, on Thanksgiving, we FaceTimed the rest of my family. And it really reminded me, like, I'm so thankful for the family that I have, like, everything that We've been so lucky. I'm so grateful for, you know, my parents helping me when I was struggling mentally, like helping me come home, helping me get back into school and like just the entire process has been wonderful. And I know that I take a lot of things for granted during the rest of the year. And so we really want to talk about, you know, doing that check-in and it's why we love the 100 happy days so much is because the 100 happy days it's a great way to remind yourself outside of the holidays or even when you're going through it that there are things to be grateful for you know because there always are always 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 no matter how bad the situation is there's always something to be grateful for and i know that feels like kind of weird but we're not saying this in like a vicious positivity way that's like anything bad is not valid that's not what we're saying we're saying is happiness is a choice even if you have like a clinical depression or anxiety you have to choose to want to work on that right or you or you choose to sit and wallow and and it's a really hard decision to make do not get me wrong it is not an easy thing to do it's not an easy thing to pick yourself up and be like okay I'm gonna work on this but it's a possible thing is what we're saying and it is a choice that you have to make to actually get up and work on the thing reach out for help ask your friends ask your family like there was a point where you made a decision and you said mom i i need help yeah so absolutely it is a choice and what we're saying is that you can start that process of choosing to be happy and choosing to take care of yourself by choosing to notice at least one thing a day that makes you happy or one thing a day that makes you smile yeah Mina what was your thing today oh I don't even know I haven't even thought about it yet (laughs) (laughs) um thanks for putting me on the spot happy to uh you go first okay um my one thing is my brother came up to my room and asked me if I wanted Chinese food and he bought me Chinese food for dinner oh yeah he's so sweet I love your brother um 
I guess my one thing would be this morning at the chiropractor, all the, like, girls that work in the office are so nice, and they always ask so many questions and, like, want to know all about your life, and they're, they're just so sweet, and I love talking to them. See, and it's those little things, like, small interactions with strangers or interactions with family. I know that I can also say, like, if it was not for my brother coming up here 22 minutes ago, <laughs> um, my one happy thing would have been it was 72 degrees outside today. It was very nice out. And as a person who doesn't like the cold, that made me very, very happy because I got to be in my t-shirt and I got to hang out yeah. and just kind of enjoy the sunshine for a little bit. I went and had lunch by myself and I ate pokey, which was awesome if it wasn't the other thing. See, like, there's multiple things. There's multiple things, you know? I mean, I also was just stressed out today. I was doing work. You know, like, there's lots of bad things that have happened, too. Like, Mm -hmm. my sister and I were going back and forth about our dog and... There's been plenty of bad things as well, you know, like I I was in a car accident um, the day after Thanksgiving and I have some pretty bad... um, whiplash and the like curve in my neck has completely reversed which is really not good and painful um and that's the thing that I've been dealing with for the last week now and it sucks I hate it and and my neck hurts like crazy I feel nauseous all the time I have a headache all the time and I could choose to think about those things all the time I could choose to dwell on that I could choose to say that I have had an absolutely horrible week because I'm constantly nauseous and I have a headache all the time and my neck really really hurts and I can't stand up for very long because my whole body just hurts like I could choose to do that, or I could choose to focus on the fact that I got to eat pokey today, and it made me really happy because I love pokey, and, you know, or, like, the girls in the office were nice, we're sitting here recording our podcast, I'm lucky enough to live close to my best friend, like, there is always a reason to be happy and to be grateful, even if you have a million and one one reasons to not be. Absolutely. This entire week, I've had a very high-anxiety week. Um, a lot of things in my life this Monday and Tuesday, like, became very up in the air, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a huge fan of that. (laughs) I like for things to be very defined and planned out, um, and all of it went up in the air at once, and I had therapy today, which I'm very grateful for, um, and I can either focus on the fact that, like, I barely made it out of bed today because I was just freaking out the last two days. I've just been exhausted because when your anxiety is that high it's draining Mm -hmm. or I can focus on the fact that I did get out of bed I got to spend time outside I applied to a college today that's really good finished the application and I don't know how much I've talked about it but I used to get panic attacks whenever I would do anything school related and yes like I was I was shaking I was very anxious still am, you know, working on it, trying to calm myself down, but I made it through applying to two separate colleges, ordering transcripts, and checking deadline dates without a single, even close to a panic attack. That's amazing. Which, that's That is an accomplishment. That is something to feel proud of. Yeah, that is what I have chosen to focus on, even while I'm still kind of in the middle of that shakiness, the uncertainty. Like, I'm focusing on the fact that, like, I'm making it, like, mm-hmm. not a single panic attack so far, yep. you know, haven't really been on the verge. I am very grateful that because I've had them, I know exactly where my limit is mm-hmm. of I have got to step away right now or this is going to go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. 
I'm very grateful for that. I know not everybody has that same situation where they can check their limit as quickly. Um, but if you learn that limit, like it's definitely something to be grateful for. And once again, we want to touch on the fact that like we do not approve aggressive positivity. This is not a situation to where you have to be happy all the time. Yeah, it's the holidays. And for me, it's a very cheerful time. It's very happy. It's very warming. But you're around, if you are around family, that can cause a lot of other emotions, a lot of trials, a lot of conflicting feelings. And this is where we practice things like sitting down, focusing on your breathing, and counting to 10. Absolutely. When I was younger, my favorite uncle, um, <laughs> he, I had fallen down and I scraped my knee and my favorite uncle picked me up and said, hey, it's okay. I know it hurts, but count to 10. And I was like, what? And he was like, count to 10. Literally, like, one, two, three, count to 10. I was like, okay. And so I started counting, and he, I got to 10, and he was like, do you feel better yet? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, count to 10 again. And I was like, oh, why? He, Just do it. I was like, okay, okay. So I counted to 10 again. And he was like, do you feel better yet? I was like, a little bit. And he was like, okay, keep counting to 10 until you feel better. Because it's it's a de-escalation. Like, it's, mm-hmm. the whole point is that you're calming yourself down so that you can take a second to focus on... He, he said, um, if you can handle it for 10 seconds... Or you can handle anything for 10 seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an amazing way to look at it because you're breaking it down and that's so true. Like, you really can't handle anything for 10 seconds at mm-hmm. a time. And I have used that in every situation. When I was in the hospital in April and in excruciating pain, um, when I was in the car accident and I was kind of freaking the hell out, like I I've used this in in so many situations in emotional situations in physical pain in anything where I'm just like okay breathe and count to 10 and and it's a really good way for you to take a step back so that you don't respond in a way that's going to hurt someone else Mm -hmm. in a far more simple situation my brothers and my cousin play this game called game of the century it's tech football (laughs) and I it was so cold out there guys we were on the beach it was super windy and everybody else had gone but I love watching them play so I'm sitting on the towel and the sun is like barely peeking through the clouds so literally what I did is I stare I stared at the sun with my eyes closed I looked at the sun and counted to 10 and just focused on the sun and I like felt the heat from it Mm -hmm. and I was like okay I can keep watching as long as I keep counting to 10 and focusing on the sun. Now, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, the second the sun set, I was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as it was far enough behind the clouds that it wasn't peeking back out, I dipped. But if it wasn't for that, like, I would have missed so much of that game and that experience that I love having with my siblings. Yeah. Even though I'm, like, just a spectator in the situation, like, I've been doing that for as long as I can remember. And just sitting on the sidelines, like, watching them has always been a very fun and highly entertaining thing to do that sounds like an entertaining thing it's something that definitely can work in any situation you know and it doesn't have to be a big situation it doesn't have to be an emotional situation or anything working in sports you know it's it's cold it's Mm -hmm. very cold and sometimes i'll do that i'll just sit there and i'll just like close my eyes for like a half a second and be like okay count to 10 it's fine don't think about your hands Totally random, quick pause detour. Um, we just got a call from one of our good friends who told us some really amazing news, and I am literally so happy. Like, I got goosebumps immediately, and I, I could cry. I could cry how happy I am for her. <laughs> Do it. Cry. <laughs> I did. I started tearing up. That's how, like, 
happy I am about about what she just told us. I'm not gonna like say what it is. It's a really cool thing because she's gonna have to. She's gonna say. We'll let say, her announce yeah. it on her own. She'll, yeah, but I'm literally so happy for her. Wow, I can't get over that. Yeah, that has become, I guess, our new like 100 happy days today. Yeah, we have three of them apparently, which is fantastic. See, the thing is, the longer you do it, the more things you come up with, the more things you notice in a day, because it genuinely is just a shift in mindset. Yeah. So. Sometimes it's hard, and honestly, that's why if you know me or you've been following me for a while, then um, you know about my obsession with clouds uh, to the point where literally random people that I haven't talked to in years that are, like, on my social medias or, like, on my Snapchat would start sending me pictures of clouds and sunsets, like, every day because I was posting all the time, like, oh my god, look at the clouds! And, like, yeah. Did you get my video that I sent you on my drive to Tennessee? No. I did not risk my life for you to not get that video. <laughs> I actually, okay, guys, I don't recommend doing this. And to my family listening, I'm so sorry. I promise I rarely do this. But the sky was so gorgeous and the clouds were amazing while I was driving that I, I took a video. I put my car on cruise control and I, I took a video. Nice. Um, and I really tried to send it to you. And I'm going to be, like, absolutely livid if this didn't send. <laughs> And I don't have it, because I definitely recorded it, like, for text. It should save automatically. Yikes. Okay, to my camera while we go. Um, but yeah, so, we, we celebrate our friends. We are big believers in celebrating our friendships, and, oh, I can already see it, kind of. <gasps> They're just, like, pink. It's just, like, painted. I don't know if you can... The, you have, I have the volume turned down right now, but I was like, Mina, the sky is on fire. Uh. Which is, like, it's my my favorite thing is the tree line. Mm-hmm. Like, Mina loves the clouds, and I like the way the sky looks through the tree line. And so I was like, this is the perfect combination. <laughs> like, the sky looks like it's on fire. The clouds look pink and fluffy. The tree line is fantastic. It's amazing. But, yeah, that's why I had a thing for clouds was because I was doing the 100 happy days after I was at a very, very low rock bottom. And, I mean, I've shared a little bit of the story, but, like, I was hospitalized over an allergic reaction. I was going through a really, really serious breakup. Like, all kinds, like, just so many things, like, major things. I had to drop out of college. Like, so many major things happened back to back to back. And so I just was feeling very defeated. And so I was like, you know what? This is a perfect time to do the 100 happy days because I know that's how I'm going to pull myself out of this rut. And so I started doing it. And there were definitely really hard days when I just could not think of a single thing that was good and then I'd be sitting at a stop sign or sitting in my car in the driveway and I would just happen to look up and see these big fluffy toy story clouds and then I would smile and so then the clouds became like my thing and in just any day that I just crying in the target parking lot or or just like absolutely unbelievably upset for whatever reason or just like healing isn't linear you know on the days that I was spiraling downwards I would look up and I would see these amazing clouds and even if it was cloudy, like actually cloudy, the like variation in in the clouds and the textures of the clouds mm-hmm. still made me kind of happy. Like I still loved the clouds because they looked like art, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm an artist. So that's yeah. And that's why clouds became such a special thing to me, which was a very, I don't know, everyone was so confused about it. But then it became such a thing that's like, People still send me memes to this day that's, like, the feminine urge to take pictures of the clouds. I'm like, listen, 
I don't need to be called out like that. And like, Ashley would get so mad at me because I'd be driving or something. Okay, guys. (laughs) For the record, if you haven't noticed, Mina's a very loud person. Naturally. Am I? And when she gets excited, (laughs) she gets louder. So, when she would see the clouds, and I'm going to back away to do this because I don't want to bust your eardrums, but this is genuinely what it felt like. Don't go too far. The clouds! (laughs) Well, there was always a very large gasp first. It usually (gasps) went... And then she'd be like, what? Is everything okay? Are you okay? Was there a car accident? Like, what happened? And I'd be like, the clouds, they're so pretty. And she would be like, are you kidding me? I'd be like, I'm going to, like, cause a car accident because Mm. you're excited. Like, I was prepared to swerve thinking a deer was running into the road or something. Mm -hmm. But no, Mina just really likes clouds. I really (laughs) like clouds. So, yeah, that became, like, my symbol of happiness and hope and stuff when I was, like, sad. And... It worked for me, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you can always find something. It could be the clouds, it could be butterflies. That also became a big thing for both of us this summer. Um, and I would see them everywhere. Like, I would be driving down, like, a six-lane highway. There are no trees or bushes or anything anywhere. And then butterfly would just, like, fly in front of my car. And I'm like, yeah. did I hallucinate that? Am I seeing that? I think I'm seeing things. Because, like, what the hell is a butterfly doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, on I-75. Yeah. Like, what? So, Yeah. Butterflies and clouds and just nature in general became a very big thing for me. So yeah, it, it there's always something to be grateful for is the point. And, yeah. and, and it is okay to, when you're striving towards becoming grateful, like Mina said, she had really hard days to where, like, she found one thing that consistently made her happy. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be something different every day. Yeah. And it's okay to completely feel your feelings. To be like, today was a rough day, but I had this one thing, yeah. and that's the point of it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just the point is when you're in the, like, worst of it, still being able to have the mindset of, you know what, this really sucks, but I know it's not the end of the world, and I know that there will be better days coming because that is how you keep yourself from slipping into a very serious rut that's, like, unproductive, not good yeah. for you, and will like, that's, most people say that, and they have, like, seasonal depression or something, when they, ha- they have one thing to hold on to that makes them happy, it, or like we said before about cleaning out a drawer, or doing one thing every mm-hmm. day that makes you feel some kind of accomplishment or proud of yourself, then you're more likely to keep yourself from slipping into um, a rut or into your seasonal depression or whatever the situation is, because, again, like, it, happiness is a choice. You have to choose to notice the good things. Yeah. And I can safely say, like, for me, this is the time of year where I struggle most with uh, my depression, especially because, like, for me, it's very much the weather. Like, usually it's very glum and gross, and I have been so incredibly grateful for the weather that we've had. Like, it's been sunny and 70 or 50, but, like, it's always, you know, for the most part, it's been really nice days. And so I know for me, like, I really... I stopped taking for granted these beautiful days that we have because I know how much, like, legitimately just the weather, like, it is such a a fragile place for my depression, Mm -hmm. like, in the winter that just the weather can completely, I can have my mood change on a dime just based off of if the day started out really sunny and all of a sudden it's pouring down rain, like, my emotions will flip very quickly. Yeah. And so one of my things is, like, I work very hard not to take for granted, like, these beautiful days that we have, because 
it's something to hold on to. It is. It really is. And um, not only that, but also, like, complacency and being grateful in a greater sense of things like everyday and something like drinking water or taking a shower doesn't seem like something that you should be grateful for but it is because when I was in the hospital in April I I couldn't drink water I couldn't drink water without it being so unbelievably painful that I cried drinking water there's you know like it's one thing drinking like lemon juice or like lemonade or something like acidic water because the reaction had caused so much swelling and so many like little sores and like hives basically inside my mouth that were just these open wounds that hurt so crazy bad I couldn't eat anything and that's why I lost so much weight and I literally was eating like the green bean baby food which is we like, got you the puffs. Horrible. The puffs are the only thing I ate for, like, a week. Like, these baby banana puffs, the stars, the... Oh, my God. Those things were the only thing I could literally consume for... And when I put it in my mouth and it didn't hurt, I mean, I chewed so slowly I could barely move my jaw. But when I put it in my mouth and it didn't burn, I started sobbing. I was so freaking grateful for this tiny little puff ball thing that didn't taste fantastic, but I could eat it. When water, like, the day that I could drink water and it didn't hurt, I literally looked at Ashley and started sobbing, and I was like, I have to try other things, and so I drank, like, Gatorade and, like, the BioLite and, like, all the different things, because I was just like, oh my god, finally, you know, and when I could stand up on my own in the shower, like, I was so proud of myself, I was, like, it was, yeah, and I had never felt so grateful in my life for my life and for the ability to do things like drink water and the the fact that we have water accessible to drink like even that or one of our good friends who was also going through it this year medically and and was also hospitalized in a much worse situation than me one of the things that he said was that he didn't think about showering before but then it was so hard to shower during that time and then when he got to go home finally and take a shower without all the tubes and things attached to him he was like wow this is like amazing so it's very simple things that you don't even think about that we become so complacent with you know because it's like okay so what I shower every day so what I drink water every day that's how I live brush your teeth every day you brush your teeth every day I couldn't brush my teeth like I couldn't do I could it was okay it was, it was pretty bad. But the point is, I was so crazy grateful. Once I was over that bump that I was like, wow, like, I, I cannot take these things for granted. So now I just try my best to always find something to be grateful for, because there is always something to be grateful for. And that friend who is going through it is actually somebody who really took that concept home for me, because watching him go through everything that he went through and multiple organ failure and being hospitalized, not being able to have anyone by his side and all like, and the fact that he still had a smile on his face, even though the prognosis was horrible and we were all absolutely horrified and so scared that it wasn't going to go well or whatever the situation was like, we really, it it was not looking good. We were prepared for worst case scenario. And he was always still smiling and always still had hope and was always still finding things to be grateful for, even though, like, he was in this awful place physically and mentally and the actual place he was at was horrible. Like, 
everything about it sucked and he still found things to be happy about and that taught me so much just watching him go through that and has completely changed my perspective on life and gratitude and and all the things and it if it weren't for that experience watching him go through that and still find things to be grateful for and knowing just him in his like life and what he's been through and still how he chooses to be a happy person and chooses Mm -hmm. to find the happy things and not let all the really bad things he's seen weigh him down is it's inspiring I don't know like I mean that sounds so cheesy but it it truly is you know Mm. and yeah I'm very I'm very grateful for that friendship I'm so grateful for I met him on accident, and then we became besties, so... 15 out of 10. 15 out of 10. We love him, and he makes all the plots so much better. Like, (laughs) the plot is so much better when he's around. He's very on brand. He is very on brand. (laughs) I said that that to my sister-in-law, and she was like, you know what? I really like that. I was like, thanks. Yeah, I love that. I, we say that all the time. Like, our friend that just called us to tell us about this this big news of hers, it's That's so on brand. brand. Like, it's, honestly, I would not have expected anything less. <laughs> when I was talking to my mom about Huntsville, I went, you know, it is very on brand. And she just stared at me like, what? Yeah, I say, we say things like, it's on brand, or it's good for the plot. We say that stuff all the time, and it's hilarious to oh, me. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, point is, there's always, always, always something to be grateful for. And, you know, I actually wrote it on a sticky note. There's always something to be grateful for. And I stuck it above my desk, and I see it all the time. You know, when I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm just irritated, I'm over-editing, I've been, I've been sitting at my computer for 14 hours straight, and I want to put my head through the screen. And I look up, and I see that sticky note, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm tired of this, but it could my life could be so much worse. Yeah, I'll it say it can always get get worse. That absolutely. is another thing that this year has taught us. Oh, it can don't get ever worse. say that it is the worst because it will get worse if you say that. If you say you've hit rock bottom, start digging. Just go ahead and <laughs> you're start g- digging. Like, you're not there. Yeah, you're no, not there. you're you're gonna get to the center of the earth get at that, that point. Out. Yeah, no, no. So yeah, I will yeah. say I think a great thing. Um, so I've been in sororities, I've been a camp counselor, um, you can call them my multiple cults if you wish, <laughs> but in both of those situations, I have these, oh, there's my phone. I have these notes where it's either, like, letters we wrote each other, or it literally is a, like, list of things that's just, like, you are such a light, like, the, all of these different compliments. I know it may sound weird, but, like, text your friend and just be, like, What's one thing you love about me? Yeah. Write that down and like those are up on my desk. Like, or I'm if someone right inspires now. you, tell them. Like that friend of mine we were just talking about, I've told him plenty of times that he inspires me and that like he's changed my outlook on life. I'm oh, so grateful for him. And um the friend that just told us about her big news in the middle of telling us about her big news, she was like, Um, yeah, so you inspired me to kind of like take the leap and do this and I I'm not kidding you, I started crying. <laughs> I started crying because like that is the greatest thing to hear, you know, like that whatever it is that you're doing is inspiring someone else. So mm-hmm. if someone is inspiring you, tell them. Absolutely. Tell them, reach out. Like, when our friends text us about the podcast and they're like, oh, my God, I love this. This, like, made me feel so seen. And I literally start sobbing every time. One of our friends was saying that, like, she was behind on episodes. So she basically, like, binged it while she was cleaning her apartment. And I I was on the verge of tears. Like, I, I was ready to lose it. I was driving <laughs> and I was like, this is dangerous. Hold it in. Yeah. It's a, it's a phenomenal thing to 
see so I just want to say like we are so grateful for everybody who listens Mm -hmm. and y'all are absolutely amazing we really appreciate all of the support all of the kind words for my family like it was amazing hearing y'all talk about it and I'm so glad that you're listening and you're a part of this I think that pretty much wraps up our post-Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, we're grateful for you guys. Absolutely. We're grateful for the podcast and this platform that we have to be able to talk to people and make people feel seen and talk about, you know, things that we go through. And and I'm so glad that we have, I don't know, built the platform and confidence, I guess, to be able to share everything that we've gone through because I truly do believe that you don't know what part of your story could be part of someone else's survival guide. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what part of your, you know, strength or, or struggles or whatever could inspire someone else to keep going or inspire someone else to make a big decision that can change their life for the better. You don't know. So I always try to be a positive light in other people's lives, and I love that this podcast is a positive light in my life. Um, Absolutely agreed. So, yeah, we're so grateful for you guys, and thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Until then, I'm Ashley. And I'm Mina. And please remember to make make good choices. choices.